Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Grove. If you are just getting back from traveling and you're kind of re-entering atmosphere or if you have kind of been here all summer or whether this is just your first time, it is so good to have you with us. My name is Stephen and I'm one of the pastors here and I have not been here in a while and it is so good to be back to see all of your familiar, beautiful, shining faces. It was nice to have a couple of weeks away vacationing and then the last two weeks I was over at Highland Park Methodist preaching in the sanctuary for Paul Rasmussen and uh, I know some of you knew that and so you were in the audience and it was so fun to have fans at an away game. I was like, hey, 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 I know these people. But it is really, really good to be home. Now, if you are just catching up with us today, this is your first Sunday with us. We started a series last Sunday. And if you missed it, I'm telling you, you missed a good one. I've already listened to it twice now because it just is something that we need to hear. We have been talking about how our words matter. And we thought, okay, if we could set up a sermon series that leads us into kind of the return to this new season and kind of the return to school, there's one thing that we could just put right in the middle of our radar screens that could make a difference, that could lead to some significant change in our lives and our families and in the course of our relationships. It's got to be our words, right? I mean, this is something that happens and comes out of our mouth thousands upon thousands of times a day. And so if we don't pay attention to the words that we're using and choosing, then as we all know, we can wreck a lot of havoc. If I just asked you to kind of recount maybe one of your biggest regrets, there's a good chance that for a lot of you, one of your biggest regrets was some of the words that have come out of your mouth. Or for others of you, if I was like, okay, I want you to think about something that you have spent significant time wrestling with, dwelling on, working out in therapy, you know, you have like this like PTSD from, it might be the words that were used against you, right? That comment from your mother 40 years ago that you just can't let go of or something that was said in this quick retort or moment of anger with your spouse. Like there's these words that we use and wield often end up as weapons and we don't, we don't really pay attention to it because we have no good examples from culture. If you look at the way that people use words all around us, they actually get celebrated and praised for using words carelessly and using words to hurt, to harm, to tear people down. In fact, that's a major section of sports programming nowadays, right? You just put two people in a room and just see how awful they can be to each other going back and forth about some irrelevant sports topic, right? And we call this programming. Or you just look at the comment section of any social media site and it's just people tearing each other down. And of course, all of this has become far more easy because of the anonymity of social media. You're like, oh, well, I don't even have to tell people who I really am, and I'm just going to make sure that I just get to like, take a machete to the world through our words. But come on. like, As Christians, we're called to something different. And so if you're here this morning and you're kind of on the fence about the Christianity thing, I think this is just going to be a helpful suggestion. You should use this. It will make you better at life and make your life better. But if you're a Christian, if you follow Jesus, this is not an option. This is something that we have to pay attention to. It's something that we have to steward well because our words matter. I was thinking about you know, the reality of this and what this looks like in my life. And my guess is 
we all have that moment where we have not gotten over what somebody said. Mine is uh, from like childhood. So I was born with adult teeth my whole life. I've just had, I'm like the puppy with giant paws, you know what I mean? And so my whole life, I've just had a mouthful of teeth. And so it was always something that was easy for other kids to make fun of. And to this day, I'm like, anytime someone brings up my smile, I get like, I, I go back to six or to 13. And I just like, you know, you just want to hide because you know what that felt like what it did to you, the way that it made you like insecure and self-conscious and you just like try to disappear behind a tree or whatever it may be because those words, they matter, right? And for some of us, we can get there so easy. It's just we know the comment. We know the, that barb, that little bite that just chops us at our knees that we can't recover from. These words, they're important and they matter. And because we have no good examples around us, we don't really pay attention to the words we use that much. Like imagine this. Just imagine if you woke up tomorrow morning and you had a tape recorder taped to your chest, right? And from the moment you opened your eyes, it started to record every single word that came out of your mouth. Those that you say out loud in the morning to whoever's in your home, those you mutter under your breath, those you say as you're getting dressed, or the words that you utter when you're in the car and everyone is driving like a crazy person all around you, it just picks up everything that you say. All the words that come out of your mouth. And then when you're at work or at school, it's recording every conversation that you're having, everything that you say. And then at the end of the day, you get the transcript. And you read over all the words that you use. As you would read and reflect on the words that you're using, just in an average given day, would you be ashamed? Would you feel a little insecure? Would you feel confident about the quality and the character of the words that you're using? How would you feel about all of the words that come out of your mouth? Because think about it. Like, let's just use average numbers. The average person, let's just say that they say 10,000 words a day. There's a lot of variance in that depending on, you know, different circumstances, who's in your home, relationships, all those things. 10,000 words, even if you were at 98%, right? Who can do that quick math? How many, how many harmful words were you... Did you share that day? Where are my accountants in the room? Yes. Yeah. It's 200. Yeah. That's a lot of words still. That's a lot of words that you would be embarrassed by. That'd be a lot of words that you'd have to like reconsider and think about. The problem is we don't pay attention to our words. We're careless with them. And as we're going to see here in a second, Jesus has a lot to say about why our words matter. Not just because of the impact that we have on people and because of the damage and the wreckage that our words can cause. But this is actually something that reveals a whole lot about us. Our words matter because our words reveal what's going on inside of us. Our words matter because they paint a picture of our heart. And so I want to just quickly this morning turn us to just a little bit of teaching that Jesus has to say about why our words matter, and then we'll kind of unpack it and dig into it and examine it. So if you've got your Bibles, Matthew 
chapter 12. If you get your phones, you can pull those out and we'll put them on the screen. Okay, this is what Jesus has to say about words. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Now, for all of us non-farmers here this morning, let me just kind of get at what Jesus is getting at. Jesus, this, we find him in the middle of a larger conversation. Jesus is going back and forth with some Pharisees who at the time are the religious people. They're the ones who try to live as righteous of a life as possible, but they're also really concerned with whether or not everybody else is living as righteous of a life as possible. And they're also really concerned with making sure that those people know whether or not they're living as righteous of a life as possible. And Jesus is kind of pushing back against them saying, listen, you're saying one thing and doing another and your words actually are revealing what's going on. Your words are a window into kind of all of the grossness that's inside your heart which is for us why we have to start paying attention to our words because our words matter because of what our words reveal and say about us. And so he's saying either you make the tree good, and if you make the tree good, then its fruit's going to be good, or if you make the tree bad, its fruit's going to be bad. Kind of the assumption that Jesus is making and the word picture he's painting is you can't get bad fruit from good trees. That's, that's the disconnect. The fruit reveals the quality and the health of the tree. That's what he's saying. And then he kind of pivots to talk about what we talk about. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, I had this experience this summer because um, we were doing some work on our house. And so that caused us to have to move out of our house and to move back into our house. And, you know, in the seventh circle of hell is moving and so we got to do it twice in a span of two months. And I found myself apologizing to my wife for things that I said more in two months than in the previous 10 months. Has anybody had that experience where you're like, what is going on? I am not a jerk. Why am I feel like all I'm doing right now is just apologizing. And I started to think about like, okay, was it just the moment? Is it circumstance? And then it was like, okay, well, what is... What are all of those like snarky comments and biting criticisms and passive aggressive jabs? What, what is all of that revealing? And it's not a pretty picture because it, it's causing me to like look inside and go, okay, how self-righteous, how self-important, how self-entitled, how all of the other gross stuff that we like to pretend that we're not, am I? Because one, a one-off, you get a pass. Maybe just a bad day, didn't sleep good. But when you start to have multiples, one, two, three, four, as you start to create patterns, those patterns are coming from somewhere. This is what Jesus is saying. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so for you, if you start to pay attention to all of the words that you're saying and you start to imagine reading a transcript of what you speak and the words you say, what does it look like? Is it just a continual list of criticisms? A continual list of all of the ways other people aren't comparing or measuring up to either yourself or some held 
ideal or standard that you hold? Are they words pointed not at other people, but maybe it's yourself? Maybe it's just this negative script that you say over and over again about ways that you just aren't enough? What are the words that you're using? Are they kind? Are they hurtful? Are they critical? Do they lift people up? Like Our words are saying something far more than what we're actually saying. Jesus goes on. He says, the good person, they bring out good things out of a good treasure. And an evil person brings evil things out of an evil treasure. This is just another illustration of this same point that he's trying to make. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so Jesus is like, when people say good things, it's because they got a whole lot of goodness going on in here. And when people say bad things, it's because there's a lot of yucky grossness going on inside of here because you can't have overflow of something that you don't have an abundance of, right? You can't have overflow of good words and good thoughts and good expressions when you've got an abundance of critical, biting like comments that lurk inside of your heart. And the opposite is true, right? You can't have a bunch of critical stuff and be like, no, I'm great. I'm all good. Like this is one of those like unfortunate realities that our words are a litmus test of our spiritual maturity. How's your walk with Christ going? How are you doing in your patterning your life after Jesus? A real easy tell is not how many prayer times you've strung together in a row. It's not how consistent with you are with your scripture reading. Those things lead to heart change. But those things in and of themselves aren't markers of a mature life. Jesus is saying where the rubber meets the road in many cases is the words that we're speaking. It's what we have to say to people. And then he kind of just final knockout blow. And I wanted to skip this, past, this part of the scripture, but I got to, in faithfulness, have to share it with you. He says, I tell you on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. And here's what I think is so tricky about the careless words. Is we don't remember our careless words. That's why they're careless to us. We couldn't give an account of them. If I was like, make a list of all the careless words you've uttered. You wouldn't be able to because they were kind of on autopilot. They slipped out. They were just done in response. It was a reaction, not a response. It was just this quick thing that came out of your mouth to put the other person back in their place so that you could feel better about yourself or to justify your own behavior or actions in that moment. They're careless to us. But come on, how many of us have scars somewhere, whether it's in a recent or distant past because of somebody else's careless words? Those careless words still cut. They still harm and hurt. And Jesus is saying, you're going to be held accountable to these things. You're going to be judged based on all of the words that you say, not just the good ones in the moment where you were really present and you slept good and you made that thank you note that was really kind and affirming 
or that birthday text that you sent that somebody really appreciated? Because that's what we do, right? Come on, if we're being honest. Like, we judge ourselves based on our finest moments, don't we? The, the moments where we're like, I got that right. I did good in that moment. I was so kind to that person. Like, we just skimmed the top layer of cream off the top, right? We're like, that's us at our best, and that's fully representative of me. And Jesus is saying, come on, if you really want to be mature, if you really want to get to the heart of this, what do your worst words say? Measure yourself against the careless words, the ones that you just kind of throw like a grenade and then walk off into the other room and don't hear or see the repercussions. I know, this isn't very fun. I was hoping for a totally different topic this morning that everybody would leave and be so encouraged by. I see it. I see it all over your faces. I know, but me too. Me too. This is hard, but this matters. And then he goes on and finishes it out. He says, for by your words you'll be acquitted, and by your words you'll be condemned. So here's the question that we just got to sit with today and I don't know, the next week until we forget that we said it in church. What do the words you say say about you? What do the words that you say say about you? And not your best words, not just that selective moment. But what are the careless words that you say say about you? What are the words that you say that you wouldn't want anybody else to hear or know the words that you say in moments where you are like hungry or angry or lonely or irritable or the, mo the words that you say in traffic or the words that you say under your breath after they've left the room so that you feel good and righteous, but you didn't want to actually say it to them because you know it hurt them, but you still said it. What do those words say? Because what Jesus is asking us to do and this is to be honest. To be honest about all of the words that we use and what that reveals about our hearts. Because you think, come on, you can't change what you can't name. You can't change what you can't name. And so this first step, like Ali shared last week, it's just awareness. Imagine the tape recorder all day picking up everything that you say. Are you actually aware of the words that you're using in your best moments and in your worst moments? And then, what are the words that you say say about you? And that will tell you what you've got to work on. If you complain a lot, if you gossip a lot, if you're critical a lot, if you're self-righteous or self-important or entitled, you will see a trend in the words that you say. And it's like a big, ugly mirror that you got to look into. Mine is all about control. For those of you in my life, you're like, no kidding. My words are about all the ways that people don't do things the way that I think they should do things because I think the way that I do things is the better way to do them, right? Lovely to be in a relationship with. 
But that's what all of my gross words are. All of my gross words are like, oh, you shouldn't have done it that way. Or why did you do that? Or, come like it's frustration, it's annoyance, it's irritation. Because I want to be in control. Because then if I'm in control, everything works the way that I want it to, and life is great according to who? Me. Doesn't mean it's great for anybody else. It's great for me. And so all of my gross words that I don't want to be honest about, because I've got this unhealthy need for control. And so the work that I have to do is there. All right, God, I think I know best. I feel the need to be in control or that I should be in control in pretty much every room I walk into most of the time. That's pretty gross, God. Help me here. Help me get out of the way. Less of me, more of you. Things aren't better when I'm in control. I just like them better when I'm in control. Right? So I don't know what your words say about you, but it will tell you where you got to start your work. It'll tell you where you need to start reconsidering and reevaluating and praying about it with God. So as we wrap this morning, I just want you to pray over this question. What are the words that you say say about you? And then, what do you think God's asking you to do about it? So I'm going to pray for us that our words would start to take on a new significance because they reveal far more than we're aware of. They reveal far more than just the content or the intent of what we say. But our words, they're a window into our heart. And that's where real change comes from. And so if we really want to start paying attention to and making sure that we say words that matter, then we got to recognize all of the careless words that we say that we got to change. So friends, let's pray. And then we'll bring the band back out. Gracious God, thank you for this morning, for this chance to gather together, to be reminded that our words have weight and they matter, even the ones that we don't realize we say. So God, help us to take an inventory, to increase our awareness of all of the words that we use, especially the ugly ones. And then give us the fortitude to confront that painful truth about what they reveal about our heart. God, it's only through you that we can change. And so we invite your spirit to work in us as we begin to grapple and wrestle with all of the parts of our heart that aren't as they should be. And so God, step in and help us to be more like you. We pray this in your name. Amen.